Christian Medical and Dental Association of Nigeria Students Arm presents the maiden edition of online conferences, Prayer and Missions Conference 2020, with the theme, Arrows in His Quiver. Three platforms, 16 speakers, delegates from all across Nigeria and overseas. It was a life-changing experience for many. Brace up as you listen to power-packed messages and parallel sessions on issues pertaining to Christian Medic. God bless you as you listen. Let's, Let's welcome, welcome our speaker. Dr. Fesobi Adewuyi is a resident at the Community Dentistry Unit at Lagos State University Teaching Hospital. She served as the school president of CMDA Luz in the year 2011. She also served at the national level as the national academic secretary in the year 2012. She's still practicing the vision of caring for the whole man as she is serving currently as the mission secretary of the doctor's arm of CMDA Luz. She's married to a half rock and is blessed with children. So um, let me go straight to the topic, purity in a godly relationship. I believe most of us we are here today because either we're in a relationship, we are planning to get into one and we are confused, or some of us we are there and we have been struggling with um, purity. We have been struggling with, with some things. Some, I, will, I, will, I will be as plain as possible with sexual immorality. And we want to battle. And some of us, we don't want to find ourselves in that web. So if you are here tonight, you're in the right place. Can you see my screen? So um, we'll be going through this outline, what a godly relationship is. Why purity? Why are you in a relationship? Because this is going to help your motive. is going to be very important to you. Practical steps to maintaining purity in a relationship. See, and I have some questions. I, I try to put some questions together to, to answer some questions ahead of time. So I tried to, I went online. What are the common questions people ask about relationship, about purity in godly relationships? I'll answer those questions. Relationship, I'll simply put, is an intimate relationship in which the man, a matured man and a woman, seek to honor God while you, you are getting to know each other. Meaning your purpose in this relationship is to honor God. Your purpose is to be who God wants you to be, is to, to obey that instruction, to, to honor God with your body, with your relationship, and all that you are doing. And this, you have to make that choice. God is not going to force it on you. You have to make the choice to honor God in all that you do. So you will not make the mistake. Because right from the scribe, before you even start your relationship, you need to ask yourself, what kind of relationship am I going into? And like I always tell people, I say, don't try to be compartmentalize your life, my spiritual life, my marital life, my relationship life, my academic life, my, you know. By the time you start compartmentalizing your life, you will get, make them, you might get into the error, into the mistake of saying, oh, God is in this one, God is not in this one. You are a spirit being. Take it like that. Meaning everything is one. You are that being that God has created to serve him, to honor him, and to worship him. So meaning your relationship is part of that life, is part of you. So in everything that you do, try to honor God. Now, what motivates, sorry, okay, what motivates both parties is not that you want to find someone to complete you. No. Because a lot of people go into that era of saying, oh, I want someone to be, I want someone to complete me. That's why I'm in a relationship. 
No, if you're in a godly relationship, you already have God. You're already a complete being. You are there just because you know that, okay, this, you, it's time for you to go into relationship. That's why you are going. Not because you are looking for someone to, hey, I need someone to, I'm lonely, to go and read in class and all. No. But you need to recognize that God ultimate is the source of your life and that you desire to please Him. So even in that, your relationship, you have set out right from the onset that I want to please God. You are not to please that, please that girl or that boy. In doing so, you are careful about what you do with your partner. We know when you remember that God is in this relationship. When it's time to do that kissing or caressing, you will think twice. You will pause to say, mm, is God happy with what I want to do? Is this going to honor God? Can I stand in the open and do it? Or can people see me? I point God. I, I, they can see me and say, use my relationship to want to come to Christ. I'm still going to come practical as uh, much as possible. And now if you seek to honor God, you know, it's so interesting that in a God relationship, when God says, it is time to stop, this is not the relationship I have ordained for you, you will. Let me use myself as an example. I left secondary school, I was in a relationship with a very good friend. We are still very good friends today, before I got married. And is, we were doing very well, godly relationship, let me put it that way. But we're not doing anything bad, but we're just, I was with, born again, he wasn't really born again. He went to school ahead of me. He got to school, into university. He came back. By that time, he already gave his life to Christ. So both of us would be praying, doing a lot of missions together. go to orphanages to give things. That was as far back as 21 and 2003. But something happened along the line. We became unsettled in our spirit and said, God, what are you saying? And God said, this is not the person for you. This is not the person for you, both of us. And we had to part ways. It was painful because I know that, oh, yes, this is a good person. I don't mind getting married to this person. But one thing I can tell you that when God, the Holy Spirit said, no, this is not the person. It might be painful, but you will out. You will pause and say, God, I will follow you. you because I want to please God and honor God, not for my flesh, not because I want to satisfy myself. Pleasing the Lord takes place in, take first place in every aspect of your relationship. In most cases, now, godly relationships, you have the intention of marriage. Not, you are not having the intention of, um, let me test run, let me date. We are Christians. We are not there to be like the world and say, okay, let's date. Let's, you know, hang out and see how it works out. No, you have, come, you have searched the mind of God and so know that, oh, this is the person for me. And you go ahead to say yes to this person with the hope of getting married to this person. So by the time I know that this is who I want to spend the rest of my life with, there are some things I will not get involved with or I won't enter into. Now, why are we talking about purity in godly relationship? Because we know that in a godly relationship, we need to be pure in the first place. Now, godly relationship requires that you are deliberate and dedicated to what the Lord will require you to do. Now, if you're in a godly relationship, you still to talk more on this one. Love the Lord, you pray together, be sexually pure, have an accountability partner, seek the Lord in all things. Now, this is where I'm going to. The reason why we, why we are talking about purity, the instructions God has given us. Now, I've outlined some scriptures, like about four or five scriptures, that they are like instructions. It's not uh, if you think. It's not that, you know, if you feel like doing it. No, they are instructions. Like Hospital 1, 13 to 16 says, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Now, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, remember, this is one of the fruit of the Spirit. If you have gone to that level where you are manifesting God, you are, you are, you are showing forth God, then you, have to, you need the self to, be, to have self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation 
to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Basically, where I'm going to is that the last line that says, just as God who trusts you is holy, for the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. Meaning it's an, it's, it's an outright um, instruction. Be holy as, as I am holy. In the, in the book of John, scripture talks about Jesus being the vine and we are the branches. If we don't produce as the branches from the vine, if you are not bringing forth from that vine, we will be cut off. And our relationship, if you enter the wrong kind of relationship or or you are, you, sorry, I'm a bit distracted, that's why I saw something in the chat. If you are not bringing forth the food, right food from the branch, from the vine, you will be cut off. You need to be a reflection of the Christ that you are serving. You need to be a reflection of that Christ. And that he says, be holy because I am holy. Meaning in that relationship. What is it? What do you understand by being holy? Or what does it mean to be holy? It means to be sexually pure, not get involved in any entanglement, um, sexual entanglement. And I'm going to still tell us about steps, um, stages of sexual, um, um, sexual immorality in relationship if you are not married. Another scripture, this one, sorry, it's 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. There's no 29 in 1 Corinthians 6. It's 19 to 20. It says, do you not know that your bodies, oh my God, are temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, meaning I cannot do anything of myself. It's like going to the market and buying, or I, I, I now have a possession of something and or let me let me use my TV. I go to market and I buy my TV, and my TV is telling me that it does. I put my TV on, and TV is not ready to come on when it's time. Now it's my own. It belongs to me. I can plug it. I can switch it off. I can anything I want to do with it. Your body is not yours, so that body must be used to honor God. We are talking about arrows and God's quiver. When um, Prophet Shima in the morning told us about arrows, when you are being useful for God, what's the different type of material you have been made of? Made of? What if, if, if you are not, you, are, you have not been called to just be like every other person? No, you are special. You are an arrow in God's hand. So you have to remember that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You were bought at a price. Therefore, God honor, therefore honor God with your bodies. And this includes pure, being pure in your relationship. Honoring your body doesn't just include sexuality, but it is stressed that fleeing from sexual immorality is very important. We are still going to get to that in Second Timothy that talks about run as fast. Flee. It's not until you, oh, eh, no, don't touch me there. I feel like, you know, at, at, we are still going to get there. We are talking about why we need to be pure. Second Timothy, yeah, 2.22. It says run as fast. Some um, KJV says flee. Flee. That's the only part. Because they run, as they run as fast as they can from all the ambitions. These are instructions. Because God, we have a flesh that is very weak. Our flesh is not born again, please. When you gave your life to Christ, your spirit became born again. And then your soul, you were trying to transform. Romans, in Romans, that says, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Meaning it's a continuous activity. It's an ongoing process. To be to renew your mind, your mind now gets born again. You you gradually become like Christ, becoming renewing your mind. But your flesh does not get born again, and that's why God knew this ahead of time. That's why He gave us this instruction: run from every lust. 
run from everything, everything of the flesh that I want to, that I want to, you know, hold you back and chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your only pursuit. Not that guy that will take you, especially students. I know we, we I under, you on, hello? Hope I'm not talking to myself. You can hear me, ma'am. Yes, okay, ma thank you very much. I just want to be sure. Thank you. Now, anything that will take that peace away from you. Now, for students, most of us, we do, um, I know in Luther, as well, we call, um, um, I can't, ah. I'm trying to remember what they do at night. They call me, they will start roaming about corner, dark corners. If you are missing and you remember, please start with that and tell me. All those hanging around, that's where it starts. And anything that will make you not to be at that, in that, you know, when people, you can't stand that people will see and say that, yes, what, and they'll start questioning, what are you doing in that corner? What is going on there? We are seeing shape, figures, and movement. As much as possible, flee from it. If you know that that is your weakness, if you start hanging around at night and things can happen, then flee and live in peace with all those who worship our Lord with a pure heart. Ephesians 5, 1 to 3 also talk about being imitators of God. You are you have been created to become like him, you know, to honor him, to please him. He says, and as we behold him, we become like in the mirror. We become like him daily. Be imitators. Try as much as possible to be like him. Because the more you become like him, there are some things that will not cross your mind. Or even if it cross your mind, you have another thing to counter it and take it out of your mind because you have filled yourself so much with the word of God, so much with the spirit of God, that you know that you are for a purpose. You are an arrow in his fever for a purpose. As dearly beloved Christian, I'm trying to please um, Linda when my time is like 10 minutes kindly put in, the, in my private um, Very well. mail okay. chat, chat room okay. so I can run right. I don't um, keep you guys waiting All because right. these are improper for God's holy people I think this is the last one First Thessalonians 4 to 8 reminds us that it is God's will that you should be sanctified that you should avoid sexual immorality. You see, this is, these scriptures, you know why I put these scriptures there? They are not for, I think I am, I, you know, start, they are not to be, to be explained. You are not to excuse yourself because they are outright instructions. And as I wrote that we have a purpose in the house of God, there's something we have been created to do. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. That is why we're talking about purity. That each of you should learn to control your body, fruit of the spirit, that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the even who do not know God. Remember, I believe I'm talking to, in the morning we have been led to Christ. I believe we are talking to those that are, that are giving their life to Christ, that are born again, that you have a relationship with the Father. If you have not, then this... It's for you, but you need to first reconcile with the Father. So please, this is for those of us that have a relationship already. And that in this matter, no one should wrong his brother. That means when you make your brother to get involved in that sexual immorality or sister, or you take advantage of him or her, then you are going against the will of God. The Lord will punish such person. Now there is a consequence when you find yourself doing in sexual immorality while in a relationship, not yet married. There is a punishment. Such men will be punished. And warned, for God did not call us to be impure. Remember, he is holy, he has called us to be holy. Therefore, he will reject this instruction, does not reject man. 
So you are not rejecting me than telling you that you feel like this auntie, what she's talking about. But you are rejecting God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, for those of us in a relationship, um, or why you are still thinking, do I have to know yes or no, no, yes? You are still thinking about it. You don't know if you are, even if you are in it, you ask yourself, am I supposed to be in this relationship? Now, before I go to that, I want to let you know that being single, yeah, the word single means old. You are not half and half. Half and half is not coming together to become one. One and one is coming together to become it. Please, some people are writing on the screen. Can we? Thank you. <laughs> um, you are not coming as half and half. You are coming as one and one to become one. Meaning I must have invested in myself so that I will not be an asset. Um, I will not be a liability. I will be an asset. So your husband, you see, you must have invested in yourself as a woman and as a man. Not that, yes, we are coming to complement each other at the end of the day. Or not that you are coming to dump your body or your inadequacies on him or on her. So you, no other person is needed to make you complete or feel more worthy or more valuable. Remember, you are worth the weight. God is more than enough. Sorry, someone has written on the screen. Okay. God is more than enough to fill every void in your life. Being single does not mean desperate. You don't have to be desperate. It only means waiting for the right person in God's timing. Before considering going into a relationship, you must first recognize that you are enough for yourself. You don't depend on another person to live. Now, in godly relationship, the difference between a godly relationship and worldly relationship is... Motivation and action. What motivates you? Why are you there? And what do you do in this relationship? You know, the world has defined relationship in another way. When you go on Instagram, Facebook, name all the social media, you see all sorts. And we are tempted to want to do some things. They, they, to want to, you know, imbibe some of this culture. Let me tell you, the devil is out there to, 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 to take the children of God into his kingdom. And he's using these ones as instruments. And God has called us to be arrows in his own quiver. Has called us as arrows to be useful for his own kingdom. To be kingdom citizens. Remember. So you are not to be like every other person. What motivates them is not what's going to motivate you. You need to ask yourself, what motivated you to go into a relationship? Or why you want to go into a relationship? Is it because I want to be married? Is it to fulfill your sexual desires? Is it to, like, I'm lonely as shy student, and so you just feel like that guy that will just come and take you to buy Cold Stone ice cream, or take you to buy pizza, or someone just say, oh my God, you know, especially we ladies, you just want that, that companionship. Is it because you are getting old, you feel like, oh my God, it's not about age. It's not about how old you are. Much age is not about much. You might not be matured and be 40, 50. We have babies that are 50, that are 40. Is it to keep up with the trend of social media? You can write in a relationship, my boo, my boo, and whatever we write on social, or get entangled, you know, like we see on, on, I think entanglement is a new, the new slang, I think. I think, let me be correct too, like you guys are. Is it to make you happy? Remember, you have the Holy Spirit to make you happy. Man will not make you happy, woman will not make you happy. Is it to keep up with the trend? Now, if you have more reasons, you can put in the chat. Because of our time, my plan was to let us interact. And, you know, what are the reasons you think people go into relationships? You can put it in the chat box because of our time. Your answer to this question, someone is painting the screen. Thank you for the, the artist. Your answer to these questions, we paint, ah, the person is even painting for, we paint a clear picture 
of your motivation. Your answer, because why you are going into a relationship will motivate what you do while you are in that relationship. Hallelujah. Now we are going to the straight to the, to the practical part. How do you maintain purity in a relationship? This woman has been talking all sorts since I've been going up and down. But how do you think I can maintain my relationship? I'll use myself as a practical example. With the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit, I was able to maintain, to have, to, to have a, a, I would like to say, a, sexual, a, a pure, godly relationship before I got married. And I know it wasn't myself, it was God. If you are trying to live a life that honors God, then you will want a relationship that honors God. To ensure God is an important part of your relationship with your partner, the following are simple guides. They are not absolute. Like, you pick the ones that is peculiar to you, that you think, oh, this is where I'm lacking, this is what I need. And but is a general guide for every one of us with the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, number one, for those of us that are not even in that relationship yet, choose a partner that values their relationship with God as much as you do. Because it's like having an unbeliever and you are a believer. The devil is going to be your father-in-law. You can't be the daughter of God and you are marrying the daughter of the devil or the son of the devil. You can't have a father-in-law that is devil and you expect the home to be peaceful or you expect to have a godly relationship it is not going to work light and darkness cannot mix and while it is possible to continue to serve god if you are dating a non-believer yes you might feel yes please allow me to go to church i'm still praying i'm still doing this it will be difficult to truly make god the center of your relationship take that from me because you will struggle at a point because you don't have the same value system you don't have the same thing that drives you that's, you know, you are saying, I don't want to kiss, I don't want to have sex, I don't want to do this. But I doesn't believe in that. It might just be a moralist, in fact. But if I say kissing is not having sex, kissing is not bad. You know, you might want to get about, move your boundaries. No. Please, as much as possible, this is very important. I think it's not a God for every person. Or does not know God. Please, please, that relationship. Don't go and, you are not the Holy Spirit. Meaning, you are not the Holy Spirit. Oh, sorry. Am I still on? Yes, you're on, you're on, my go on. Okay, my screen yeah. went off. My oh, screen no, went off. That's why. Thank you. Okay, you, you are not the only spirit who want to convert that person. Let the person convert, then you cannot think of relationship in the future. So say, I will convert him when we It's not going to be easy. Set your boundaries in your relationship. Now, when I talk about boundaries, now I have to move past. When I talk about boundaries, I'm talking about... What? Talk about it. Talk about it. We are not going to be kissing. We are not going to have sex. We are not going to carry. We are not going to touch beyond our hands. That was what I did. So you might think, hey, this, hey, this is difficult. Let me tell you, have you ever seen someone kissing and they are kissing with the hands down by the side like a soldier um, at, a, at attention? No, you can never see that. The hand, you either go to the head, to the side, enter some corners that is not supposed to enter. And they say, oh, we will we'll stop our kissing. See, if you kiss today, you have moved, shifted the goalposts. If you kiss tomorrow, by the time you start touching body and touching where you are not supposed to touch, you find yourself just getting to the end of the road. And it will now be difficult to retrieve your steps because you have, you have entered it already. Spend time in God's word together. I can tell you, and then the next one talks about praying together. The reason why I said spend time in the word of God and praying together is this is someone who wants to spend the rest of your life. It's not the time, um, there's this, you just say that, it's not the time to start talking about um, television, you talk about your vision. What are the things you aspire to do together? In? Do, you, do your vision or the things you are aiming to achieve in life or what you want to be in life, do they tally? 
praise God. When you study together, from us, we were praying and fasting together every Wednesday when I was in a relationship. So Wednesday was our prayer time. We pray every Wednesday and fast together. Even though I was in Lorian, I was in Lagos. When he moved to Lagos in Lasso and Luke, we were still doing together on phone. And by 6 p.m. or later in the evening, we call each other on phone and we pray together. We pray into our future. We pray over our children. We pray over those things we want to see. I'm trying to run because of our time. Communicate. Someone is saying, I can't hear. Can you hear now? Hello? Hello? Now, I have an accountability partner. This is very important. A mentor or senior friends that you talk to. Now, for me, when I was in a relationship, there was a day I felt, am I still born again? Remember, we have flesh and we have water and blood flowing through our veins. If you're in a relationship with someone you are not attracted to, I will advise you not go for that because in marriage, if you are not attracted now, if you get married, there is no chemistry. Then that will be, you know, you can't, then there's no point. So meaning, not that you won't be attracted to me, but what, you, what, what are you doing with that attraction, with that chemistry? Are you channeling it into the right direction, the right path? Now, accountability partner is going to help you monitor if that's what I'm, I'm echoing. Yes, man, that's reverberation. Yeah. Is it better now? Yes, man. Okay, thank you. Yes, I think it's better. Okay. Okay, so as I was saying, for senior friends and mentors, they're going to, some of them have gone through this path before. Some of them felt they made mistakes and God was able to restore them. Some of them never made mistakes. They can put you through. They can guide you at every point in time. For Roman, I found out that I'm still born again, that I'm taking this self-fashion and getting stronger. We want to meet someone to talk to. Is it better? No, man. Um, hello? Hi. Okay. Oh, yeah, Mama, we can hear you. So, okay, thank it's you. Echoing. It's echoing. It's echoing. It's echoing, but can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Now, like I said, other accountability partners and mentors. For us, we went to meet someone that when I thought this was going on, uh, that time Pastor B. Bodikoya, the person that Pastor B. Bodikoya handed over to. Ma, this is the problem. She now said, oh, I understand what you're going through. Like, there's, you are still born again. I was like, Amy, I thought I was very strong. My sister, my brother, there's nothing like, I am very strong in this thing. If you find yourself, and you, if, if you are not careful, Ask for the help of the Holy Spirit and, you know, put some measures in place. You can find yourself falling, falling flat. And she advised us, you know, mentors, so mentors that can call you at probably 9 p.m. and say, where are you? Especially if you guys are in school together. Mm. Are you guys together in the same place, you know, excuse yourself, try to, you know, people that can put checks and balances in place for you, that you can talk to, you can ask questions when you are confused, when you don't know. What to do, you ask them. Avoid all forms of temptation presented by movies. Probably you go to watch movies together. You are watching movies together on your laptop. You are watching movies that have pornography, images that can, you know, give you that um, desire to want to have sex. Social media is another place. For me, I'm not a social media person. Excuse me. I'm not a social media person. I'm very careful what I put on social media and what I get on social media. I've read on social media of a couple that were trying to do all lovey-dovey, but behind the back, 
they were beating each other. They were having all sorts of problems. But no, they paint this beautiful image to us on social media. We think all is well. I really don't watch Big Brother. But, you know, lately I was just hearing Dorothy, Dorothy. And I thought, what about this Dorothy girl? Someone had showed me a picture and I was like, Holy Spirit of God. The girl was just selling breasts. And now laughed. I told someone, I said, this girl will likely not be removed from Big Brother because of that breast. That's a selling point. And some people feel that's a normal life to live. And they start forming, like, oh, let's dress like that. You know, they start trending. Or the whole conversation we have with yourself. Oh, I feel like touching your lips right now. I feel like kissing you, even though you are not doing it. Remember, the scripture talks about that even when you think about this in your heart, or you have done that act, sexual activity in your heart, you have seen. You have, so what kind of conversations do you send to yourself? Yes, I love you, it's okay. But when you start going vulgar and going like, okay, what are you wearing now? Start asking some detailed questions. Please, let's be careful. Chat, video calls. Guard your heart. We've talked about fleeing. Now, sorry, I forgot to mention, in, in setting boundaries and um, in situations you find yourself, try not to be in the same room together at night or at every time. For me, whenever it comes and I feel like, ah, my body is doing this, this let's open the door. Why do open the corridor be working? It's not possible for me to start doing some things when the door is open. I know I'm the leader in fellowship. People are seeing me. At times, I say, let's go and sit down there. The fresh air. Let fresh air be blowing us. So whatever is blowing, what is happening in the body, we blow it. The fresh, the fresh breeze, we blow it away. You know? Anything that, any, don't find yourself in any, place, any compromising position or in any compromising place. Anything that can compromise your stand. All those night walks on the, in school. Let's go and read at night. You now first park in one corner and start touching, touching. Or you start, you know, be careful when, when you, or you want to sleep over. Please, don't make that mistake. Of, and we sleep in separate beds or you sleep on the bed and sleep on the floor. Don't make that mistake. Don't, put, don't make yourself, don't put yourself in that kind of a situation. Guard your heart. What are you seeing? What are you watching? What, who is talking to you? Who are your friends? Who are you seeking counsel from? Don't seek counsel from just anybody. Someone that's not even sorted their own relationship. They want to be sorting your own relationship. Please, don't seek counsel from them. Seek counsel from people that have God, that have the spirit of God and the fear of God, that can lead you in the right path. Acknowledge the Lord's presence in every situation. Meaning everywhere we find ourselves, in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, acknowledge the presence of God. Meaning God is here. What, um, what is it that if I do, will be against the will of God now? then don't do it. What is it I can do that you cannot, um, that you are doing that you can't tell people outside that you have done inside? Or you can't stand on the pulpit in fellowship? Or you can't share with the brethren, oh, I just kissed my boyfriend down with a brethren. If you know you cannot do that, then don't do it. Always know that there's a spirit of God in that relationship. How to maintain, okay, embody the love of God. Now, talking about the love of God in First Corinthians, it says the love is pure. The love is selfless, and that's where I'm going to. When he talks about selfish, selfless, it's selfishness that wants you to take advantage of your partner. When you start feeling like, oh, I feel like holding somebody, hugging, it's selfishness, and you now want to do it. There's nothing wrong in we are We are human beings, like I said. Our flesh is not born again. We have blood and water flowing through us. But one thing is that when you start taking advantage of it, let me just hold you small. We just hug small. Please. Course, don't be selfish. That love, let it be a pure, selfless, and unconditional love. Try to live up to the God example of God, um, example and build a godly relationship. 
Now, very important, because they are in a relationship, don't stop your own growth. Continue to grow in your relationship with God. For God to be the center of your own relationship, it first must be the center of your own life. If he's not the center of your, your life, you can't bring him to the center of your relationship because who will be your priority? What is your priority? What is your priority? What will your priority be when, you know, it's not your own priority? It's whatever is your priority, that's your priority that you bring to the table of your relationship. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I put these questions there deliberately because I know some of us might ask some of these questions. Probably I will answer these questions in the process of answering some of you know, why the questions they are put in the church room or that is in your mind you can't ask what if I want to draw the line in my physical affection but is not respected when I say no there are two things either your no is not strong enough or you have not discussed this with him that okay these are the boundaries these are the things we are going to do in this relationship yes or no you know you have not outlined you have not prayed about it Sorry, I forgot to mention this. The help of the Holy Spirit cannot be, cannot be overemphasized. You need the help of the Holy Spirit at every point in time. I can tell you that categorically. You need to talk to him. God, this is what I want to do. Help me to stand. When he's helping you, you now do the physical work. Or when you find yourself in a compromising situation, you flee. He's helping you to say, no, don't do it. This is not right. Or you don't even bring yourself to such a situation at all. Now it's either your no is not strong enough, or that he's take, he or she is taking advantage of you. Then you need to flee from that kind of a relationship because when he's taking advantage of you, when he has to say no, that is equal to rape. And if he's raping you in relationship, he will rape you in marriage. When he can't control himself, not have self-control. What do I do if my boyfriend keeps letting us cross physical boundaries, but? Is an otherwise God-loving guy. Pause. He's God-loving. He's God-fearing. But if you keep pushing boundary today, oh Holy Spirit, forgive us. Tomorrow, forgive us. Next tomorrow, forgive us. Both of you should quit that relationship first. Take a break. Sort things out individually with yourself with God. Meet your mentors. Meet someone that you, either your pastor or a senior person. Talk to them. Go to the Holy Spirit. Sort things out individually first. Heal. Heal first. You need healing first. When you are healed, you cannot think if you want to come back to this relationship or not. You don't have to come back. Because remember, and another thing is, the reason why, another reason why you need to be pure and not um, given to sexual immorality is, especially if you have to come to the part that you have sex. Wherever you have sex with, you have become one with that person. You have exchanged blood. It's a covenant. If you enter into a wrong covenant, it can trace you for the rest of your life. Because this has to do with blood. So please, as much as possible, don't find yourself there if you are not. And if you know you have made that mistake, first now there's 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 a there's a place there's a cleansing power in the blood of Jesus. There's a cleansing power in the blood of Jesus that will cleanse you. Run to the cross. What is too far when it comes to being sexual with one another? How far is too far? Is as far as when you start chatting and writing for you know things that are not supposed to be, I want I feel like touching you is that you are already crossing the line. When you start touching, kissing, where you shouldn't touch, old where you shouldn't hold, when it's not your, your property, sleeping over, finding yourself in corners, compromising situations, you are going far. Can we kiss only? No. 
choosing, like I said, is a starting point. Or first, we hold. From there, we hold. Passionate hold now. Not just that brother and sister hold. That hold that you feel a bosom. That's you across the boundary. Then you move from there. Or you, I might not say outrightly across the boundary, but you are, you, are, you are putting yourself in a situation where you cross the boundary. You are pushing the goalposts. You are pushing the boundary. Can we kiss only? No. Is it important, more important to pursue purity or Jesus? Why? Pursue Jesus. Because when you pursue Jesus, you become more and more like him. You behold him in the mirror and you are changed from glory to glory. And this will make you pure. As in, it's like being cleansed by the blood. And when you are being cleansed, you become pure. And some thoughts will not cross. Even if they come, you know how to handle it. Because you become more matured and can handle situations. There are some other questions I have that I didn't write down. What are good ways to maintain? Okay, boundaries and accountability are they crucial, very important. Please have someone that you're accountable to, a mentor. You can, even our, our pastors, our leaders, they have someone they submit to. You know, we must, we must have someone we submit to, someone that can correct us, that can call us up at any time, someone that you can, you know, you can be open and not be ashamed with. Now, very important, I am engaged, planning for marriage. Any advice for me? This is even more important for you. Because you are engaged doesn't mean you are married. You still, this principle still applies to you. And it's worse for you because if you, oh, our wedding is, 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 is very near. Oh, he has proposed. He's planning to marry me. No, please. He has not, he's not, you are not yet married. You have not become one yet. So you cannot afford to find, you have been keeping yourself pure all along. Please have that, um, you know, get to that last day and be able to say boldly, as in, you have to say, God helped us. To stand till the end. Is it okay? Okay, if I sleep over, I think I've talked about that. Always rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, if you find yourself in any compromised situation, try to run away. Don't let anybody or anyone, don't let social media, don't let friends come back to the hostel and start saying, you know, especially with ladies and guys, we talk about this a lot in the hostel. Oh, wow, this also happened to me. And guys are talking, I feel like, ah. What's wrong with me? I can't even try, even if it's just small kiss. Kissing, please. You are not there to please anybody, remember. You are there to honor God, not to honor any man, to honor your God, to honor your maker. That's the owner of the arrow and the maker of the arrow that is going to be useful, you know, in this quiver. Please, as much as possible, don't let the social media define our relationship or define what we do in our relationship. Let the Bible, the Bible, the, the um, Bible be our standard. Let the word of God be your standard. Praise the Lord. Now, in conclusion, I, I had to watch this. Every stage of our lives <clears throat> is a time for the Lord to grow us in our relationship with others and with Him. Very important. Your vertical relationship is more important than your horizontal relationship. And God is giving us at every point in time every stage of our life, that we should grow. Don't be stagnant. Because even in marriage, as I am, I am still growing. You know, please, as much as possible, don't be stagnant. Don't, don't, you don't want to miss what he has for you at this stage of relationship. When he has a better plan for marriage, for your future, whatever you do, please don't, you know, don't sacrifice today's pleasure 
don't don't get yourself entangled into this pleasure and sacrifice your tomorrow and forget that there's a bigger plan. First Corinthians seven thirty two thirty three says, an unmarried person. So if you are not unmarried here, you desire to please the Lord. Desire to please the Lord, not to please that woman yet or that man. If he's saying anything that is outside the will of God, be bold enough to say no. And if he's pushing, be bold enough to say, you know what? You can go. And as Christian, your number one priority is to please God first. And this is very important, this last statement. I say, anytime I have opportunity to talk to sisters, you are worth waiting for. You are more than you think you are. You are the apple of God's eyes. And you are the treasure. You are his treasure. You are his treasure. You are worth waiting for. Please, always remember, if a guy or a lady, or especially for ladies, if a guy feel, you feel like, ah, I will lose him, it's good, it's God fearing, please, someone better is coming. You are worth waiting for. Please wait. Be patient. And that man that God has ordained for you will come. And while you are waiting, pray. Pray. Don't be waiting and be found to be doing nothing. Wait and pray. Watch and pray. I think for now, let me take a bow and wait for the questions. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you. If you can see any, Ma, please go ahead and answer. Yes. Or if you okay, raise please, if hand. I don't answer your question, just raise your yeah, hand and yeah, ask. Yeah. Thank again, you. Please. Thank you very much. At what age be okay to go into a relationship? Now, I will not say this is the age. You should go into a relationship. But I would say, when you are matured enough to stop asking, can I go into a relationship? Then you know you are ready. When you are matured enough now, you know there's this part of your maturity of your academics, um, finances, emotional fi- uh, maturity, and all. And again, when you are talking about age, you can't say at 16 years or at 15 years, go into a relationship. No. But when you are, you are, like I said, you are matured enough and you know that in some aspect of your life, you are mature to handle pressure, you can cope with your school academics and other things together. Yes, you can go into it. But there's no stipulated age to say I am going into a relationship at 25 or at 23 or at 30 or what level are you in school? Are you just entering school newly to 200 level or 100 level? And you feel relationship is the next thing. You have not even mastered for medical study, your anatomy, your biochemistry, physiology. Do you get? So I think you need to balance it for age, how far you are from your maturity level in how you can handle pressure, multitask, you know, you can handle both emotions and, and, um, and um, academics and combine the two together. Now, for some of us, we enter school quite a old. I think I entered university at 23 or 22 or 23, thereabouts. So, but for me, age was not even priority for me, even while going into relationship. I prayed about it and I knew it was time for me to go and I could handle it. So, you need to pray and be sure you can handle it, but there's no stipulated age to go into a relationship. Thank you you very, very much. Another question. Um, I'm in a relationship. And I've been praying yeah. for a confirmation if he's the plan of God for me. But I've really not heard anything. What do I do? Okay, thank you. Um, if you're in a relationship, that means in the first place, you did seek the face of God before going into that relationship. It is very key. I shared with some 
sisters lately, I told them, I said, two things for me in going into a relationship. Peace. No, but everybody, everybody can have peace. So they cannot have peace. But what is that word God is giving you? For me, I have, a, I have two scriptures for my marriage. For my relationship then, which translates to the marriage. That so that you no know, two things, two immutable things God cannot lie with is is his name, his word. God will not is you can always take his word back to him at every point in time. Say, God, this is your word. This is what you have said when you're having because the truth is relationship, marriage, it's not a smooth a bed of roses that everything is going to go smoothly. For you, you need to pause first and get clarity from God. So that you know that this is the right person for you. You want to keep test running. And at times, it looks like this is the person. But God is saying, no, this is not the person I have for you. Hold on, please. Eh, you know, just pause. Be patient. I'm still working on you, molding you to be that whole person, to be one, so that you find your own one. So please, if, he's, if you know that you have not gotten clarity from God, can you just tell him to hold or I don't know if you're a female or a male, to hold on and pause. You know, let's, let there be a break first. Let's be sure. You know, at times, some of us, we start praying about a relationship when 10 guys are already coming to us. Or for guys, they are seeing that 10 beautiful sisters. We now start praying, God, what are you saying about my marriage? God, no. At that point, you will be confused. You will hear yourself. You will not hear God. Wow. Mm. I started praying about my relationship from two, GSS2. Wow. Because I had a teacher that was like a mentor that was always hammering like, you guys, pray about your relationship, pray about your marriage, pray about this. So he, he opened my, as in, I had this um, um, revelation early, but for you, if you are not yet there, start praying about it. Because when you, when you now see the man, you will know that this is the person. For me, not that I didn't know, but at times that you struggle with the Holy Spirit, you know, once in a while, I struggled like God, ah, this, this can't be the road down. Ah, this is not the brother that me I want. It was for Milani. I'm sorry if you are from UITHA. You know, Lagos girl, Milani guy. Ah, there was this. Ah, it's not. <laughs> it's not the high wow. five five person that I wanted. You know that kind of a person was too very calm and gentle. If I step on him, he will say sorry. If he step on me, we say sorry. He will always say sorry. I say we try this one. I always say sorry. I know. You know that kind of a thing. So please, as much as possible. Wow. But by thank God dealt with me. I just say Holy Spirit. I saw me, and I will not like today. I thank God. Because people see me at conferences that they wonder how I do it. I have a son and I still come from student conferences. I travel for thank God for my husband because he takes over yeah. the room when I am not there and he allows me to go. Oh I don't God. know if I'd marry someone else, maybe I would have, I would, I might not have been able to, to mm. go for any meeting mm. or do any other thing. It would just be family, family, family. But he has allowed me to be who I want to be. Mm. Like he set up this thing for me today, the lights, the stand, and make you look yeah. and see if I'm doing everything, you know. <laughs> this one, the so I can tell you that please, you need to hear God. It's very Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. your marriage. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. And so someone is asking a very important question. She's saying, is it advisable to get into a long term relationship? I think I also saw someone with a similar question like that. I don't know if it's the same person asking for asking about how advisable it is to be in a relationship lasting up to four years. Okay, if it's a long term relationship, like five years, six years, seven years. The person said four years. I saw them. Four years. I I, I it's it's um it's not one size fits all. You can't all um, say yes and no depending on what level are you in school when. What are your plans for your life? Mm. And again, I would like to, you know, um, are you staying together that you feel, ah, if you don't do this thing fast, you might find ourselves in, you know? Or remember, if you cannot wait now, if you don't have self-control now, 
what happens in the future when you know there are some other factors you have to put in play in place i won't say there's anything wrong in going in a long-term relationship you are building friendship but what are you doing in that four years i think i i that i was i was in a relationship for about four years as well thereabouts for four four and a half years thereabouts so i won't say outrightly that yes don't go or don't or go depending on your situation yeah it's still in 200 level for instance for, like i would not advise you in 200 level i don't know what you are really looking for except you have done a degree first and you came back for medicine or dentistry or whatever course you went back for if you are like a final year if you oh, okay and the guy is not ready you have to travel or write some exams yes please you can but what are you doing in these four years try not to put yourself in a situation where you will you will do things you don't want to do or you push the boundaries and then start regretting later so please as and don't become lord of the ring or what out they put it that they engage you and start waiting and even if the person is misbehaving if you are sure this is the person for your life this is who god has called you to marry or this is the will of god for your life i think you can if you have to we are learning to be better on a daily basis when you are heard from god yes you see out because the truth is god is not going to come down to live in your home physically and say don't carry this don't say this but you have a spirit of god that convinces that it tells you what to do at what point in time when to pause and when to act but temperament yes will play a role you you or i will i say it will not play a role in choosing but why you are in the relationship it will matter because you need to understand this person and be able to are you ready to um to to compromise on some on some level or say okay this like for instance like i said was my husband that is that is the calm one very gentle say sorry every time i am the hot one <laughs> and one always you know looking for trouble and all like can i do this for him though but we've been able to understand each other and help each other now i'm getting better there are days he talks more than me and i'm so quiet i'm looking and there are days i talk more than him so it depends i think in choosing it might not matter in choosing but when you are in the relationship it's very important because you need to be sure that you know you need to work on each other to become better and better not um if you if you met yourself at a zero level don't stay at zero level you need to keep moving one two find the ladder to become better and become like Christ that has called you to be yeah, i think these two questions together mm-hmm. so how can a long distance relationship be maintained and kept you know and then also how can how long should a long distance relationship be held on to let me just say about long distance relationship i have a friend in school she's a Zealand <laughs> She's, her name is Blessing Agbaje. She's a relationship coach on Facebook. She has a book on something on that. If I can get it, I'll get this, the link. I can send it across to mm-hmm. the next members. She talked to Alba was in New Zealand. I think she was in Lagos. I think for me, it was in Lorraine. I was in Lagos. But what else is, you have to invest time. You will invest in your in time. I'll be card. Take <laughs> that for me. You but our own time, I don't know if they still do me that, that MTN midnight call. Mm-mm. That used to be free from 12 no, to 4 30. We did midnight calls <laughs> 12 to 4 30. <laughs> you know, and gradually, you know, when we came out of Lagos, that helped a little bit still, but there was still the distance. Mm. But I can tell you that invest in time because you need to get to know each other, and there are times you might have to travel. I travel to Ilori. 
at one point. But in traveling, before you leave, make arrangements. Where am I going to stay? Like, I used to stay with um, Tade. That Tade is um, um, Dr. Ojoawos, was na former national gensec. I used that Tide is his wife now. I used to stay in her house. So before I leave Lagos, I would have called. I'm coming to Lorraine with your house free. Please don't fear I'm not going. You know, you have to make arrangements where will you stay if you are the lady or the guy. You have to sacrifice that. Either you travel, you make calls, you have to. It's a conscious effort. That is it. You can't stay and say, oh, we are in a relationship and you're not calling, you're not talking, you're not doing anything. No, you have to make a conscious effort to communicate, to either travel, to pray together on the phone, to discuss the word of God. You have maybe you have a devotion you are using together, a scripture you want to rejoin this month. You know, you have to make that conscious effort. It might not be very easy, but you have to make that conscious effort. Now, how long should it last? I don't want that. I don't think I think I've answered how long the relationship will stay. But as much as possible, even if you are far apart, find time to see each other as much as you can. And keep the communication line open. It's very key. It's very key. Okay. Someone asked and said that um, if she's in a relationship with someone and they both want to remain pure, so what does she do? Please, what do I do? I'm in a relationship which I heard. No, no, no. I'm reading the wrong question. It says, what do I do when my partner tells me that he's aroused? Please help out and we both want to remain pure. In a relationship mm -hmm. and you are in the same room, you know, that kind of room mm -hmm. together. Open door and mm -hmm. run. Hallelujah. That is not the time to start discussing. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Oh, Robert, <laughs> we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, the Spirit of God. No, please. Even Bible, it does say start speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Scripture says feel. So at that point, not because you are running, is a wicked person. No. Mm -hmm. But because you want to help him and help you. So open your door. You can't be aroused as a man and you are aroused and you are standing and carrying your DC up and down to chase her. No. It's not possible. <laughs> Open the door, stay outside, and ah, let's go and take fresh air outside or something. If you find yourself in that kind of situation, immediately, and that is good, it's good to talk about it. Oh, I think I'm not feeling comfortable anymore. Okay. I think my body is beginning to, you know, be open, be ready to be open with yourselves. If you are not open with him now or are now, what will happen in marriage? You need to be open. And I think I like that question, that, that this question of if it's aroused and what will you do? You open the door and go outside. Because it's not, most times, guess, you know, the devil, devil tries, the sin tries the secrecy. Mm, we are sitting yeah. there and we are doing, nobody is seeing us. But when you open and the world is seen, there is light. Mm, mm. And you will find yourself not doing it. So you'll be able to help it. And over time, you become mature, you go over it, you outgrow it and you know, most times the temptation comes most again when you are planning to get married. As in, mm -hmm. you will find yourself almost doing what you don't want. Like, ah, it is almost here. At that point, also, you need to be conscious, like very conscious of where you stay together, how you go together. Yeah, because you might want to move together more while you are planning for marriage. But you need to be careful as well because God is only God that can help us and we ourselves determine our mind and taking mm -hmm. actions. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Someone said that in this relationship, they usually would make out and kiss, but they've not gone all the way, you know. They've not had sex, yes. And then they usually will question, or the lady will usually question their actions, and the brother wouldn't always give a straightforward answer. So she said, but they have stopped doing that. However, now um, she's not interested in the relationship anymore, but the guy is a believer. What should she do in this case? Thank you. Thank you. 
with this kind of case. The Kibala is not so particular about, you know, this. Uh, no, she says she's not really interested. She says she's not interested. She's not even interested again. Oh, no. But he's a believer. No, wait, his brother is speaking in tongues. Being a believer does not make him the, that is the person for you. Alright. If he's a believer, that means I can go and marry all the brothers that are believers. <laughs> no, it's not it, because he's a believer. Does not, you know, like I said the earlier on, it's our spirit that was born again, mm-hmm. our soul mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. But you know, we are renewing our soul, our mind, and our flesh is not born again. So, brother might be a believer born again, but what's he doing about his mind? Is he renewing his mind to be like Christ, mm-hmm. and is he consciously crucifying the flesh daily? Mm-hmm. You know, these are important questions you should ask. Because he's a believer does not mean he's. I know some of that. Someone said recently of a guy that is a pastor or a leader, a strong church, a leader in a strong church. But those are sexy sisters. Those wonders. And he will find, he will give excuses, as he will give you different excuses. He will even, by the time we finish talking to you about it, you feel like maybe you have not seen it. <laughs> so please, if you are not comfortable with it anymore, please. Go, but one thing I always tell people: don't when you are breaking up with someone or you say you are not doing it again, don't bang the door. Mm-hmm. You might have to walk through that door again. Okay. Meaning, you don't shut the door on people. You don't break the, you know, destroy mm-hmm. the bridge. The person can be anything to you in future—a friend, you know, someone you need help from. Yeah. Gently and nicely tell the brother, please. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This, this, this. We can be friends, but now when you are even in friendship, you need to be careful because there's been something before. So don't be that friend and like you would say, Ariabani Deshe, that help you to say friend that um, partner in crime. You know, you still have to be careful of your relationship. Ah, Mama, there's this question I want us to take. Someone says, Ma, please, there's been a lot of controversies about guys who are impotent and can't make babies, you know, and hide it. And eventually when they get married, issues come up. Please, how do you advise sisters to, you know, deal with this issue of... Potential impotency. I don't know how to say it, but I know you get the question. Potential impotency. How did the guy know said that I was impotent in the first place? I really how did he get to know that I was impotent? Either I was testosterone or has gone for medical check or mm. something. Mm-hmm. Yes, as much as you want to produce, you want to be fruitful and multiply. That should not be your priority. So if, if he's not potent or impotent or anything, will that be your criteria for getting married to him or mm. not? Mm. You need to first pray about it. And that's why I said, start praying into your future now. Pray into that it, yeah. marriage. Pray into your future. Okay. What do you want to see? Even if you find yourself not being potent in marriage, there have been a lot of testimonies of people that eventually have their children in marriage, mm-hmm. either through whichever means they've been able to do it in a godly way. So please don't, that should not be a priority to you, for you, like potent, non potent. I don't think that should be. for me maybe it's my own opinion but I don't think that should be a question a debate right now like if he's not okay mama I think I think I've actually a lot of sisters I've actually heard people raise this concern and then I think one of the what do I say advice that I've heard that helps is it's not your place as the sister, please, to start confirming potency. And, start and thinking about I that. think this is where the thing about marriage counseling comes in. Yes, I know some churches because they've had issues where I, I know of a, part, I know of a particular story. Let me not call the man, he's, very, he's well known, a musician, although he's late. He married a sister. Impurity, the way everything should be done. On the wedding night, it, found, it turned out that this woman was a hermaphrodite, you know. So it was a big issue. 
So I think what some churches do these days is during prayers, during marriage counseling, yes, they ask those questions. Maybe the pastor will call you guys separately and ask, is there anything you know that you want us to know? I think that's the point, and that this is where openness is very important because yeah. I mean, you should be open. Your this is someone's future and the rest of someone's life we are talking about here. So gain the person's trust, and then you can open up through your pastor, not talking about it and asking, do you understand? Yeah. yeah so I, that's one of yeah. the things that I've heard that helps with this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's, not, it's not your place to think about it. All right. Thank you. To start giving yeah. having it. Yeah. Someone is asking. She heard from God and then um, got the go ahead to continue or start this relationship. Now along the line, her partner is exhibiting characters she does not understand. Please, what does such a person do? Thank you. She heard from God and now the guy is exhibiting a Drama. character that character what? she does not understand. Like you know, he's not being. Maybe she's seeing something that is not what she saw before. She says her partner. Um, but my partner is exhibiting some characters I don't like. So what does she do? One, first talk about him. First, take my my own. I always take things back to God. Everything, as if I tell you some things, I take back to God. You will laugh, but that one is for married people. So, <laughs> take it back to God first. Then two, talk about calling Afro sis. This is what you are doing, or whatever the name is. Sorry, don't let me be be too old school. Call the person's name, Femi. This is what you are doing. I think I don't like it. If after talking about it and you feel this guy is not ready to change, then you might need to take a break. You might need to take a break and be sure that you heard correctly in the first place. And at times you heard and you feel this this is not going to work. So please, if after discussing it, but don't just go and take a break or start throwing tantrums. You have to find a, a good way, probably when both of you are in a good mood or you are both happy. Yeah. Talk about it. it. Put it mm-hmm. on. That's why it's good to talk. Communication mm-hmm. is very key in relationship. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Now, someone is asking something. She said, I feel I'm ready for a relationship, mm-hmm. but then I keep coming across guys who are not believing enough. And really, you know, I've... I, <clears throat> I know how this thing happens, cause no, because I sometimes I'll hear that this firebrand sister ah got married and this is the kind of brother she married, and I'm like ah ah why now how does this happen? Until I had an experience that I almost became hmm, do I say a victim? Yeah, something? I remember. And it's very easy. Yeah, oh you know now you know, and I mean it's very easy because yeah. these unbelieving guys, trust me, sisters, they mean you. When they say, some of them, they know what they want. Because this particular guy now, for instance, very nice guy. Mama, I started asking God, God, but is there anything wrong? Because this person, you also... You're questioning your stand. You know, and it was such a... I don't know, it was a scary experience for me because to think that such a thing could even happen to me, I now understood how it happened for other people. It's so easy. Now, the particular thing about this guy, he came to me, to my very front, and said to me that his mission is to woo me. As in, I was like, what's going on here? He told me that one. It's not as if he was hearsay, gossip or anything. He told me, Linda, my mission is to woo you, you know? So, really, when he said that, it made me, I got scared and it really made me to be on guard, you know? But a lot of sisters don't get the privilege. The guy doesn't tell them that that's their mission. And eventually, mm. all for it. And, you know, the guy woos them, yeah, and he wins. And the rest is history. So, how do you, how do you talk to such people who are ready for relationships, pure godly ones, but it's sad, they just keep coming across people that are not believing, you know, so what does such a person do? Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. I'll say number one, um, be patient. 
please be patient. You don't want to spend the rest of your life in regrets. Two, I will advise every one of us to have mentors. Now, not only when you're in a relationship, you have mentors. You have people that you talk to that can counsel you, that can pray along with you, that can join your faith, and, you know, you, they can help build your faith up and encourage you at every moment that you are down. Yes, even if you are ready for a relationship. Because, see, the truth is, if you see a brother that is not believing enough, please try and not make mistakes and don't get entangled. When they say entangled, meaning he starts saying, let's go and have a date, eat out, buy ice cream, he starts getting you small, small gifts, distracting you here and there. You can, and he's not a bad guy. He's nice. Once you start, like Linda said, you start considering it. Because he starts opening up. That's all. That's, um, you start expanding and somewhere in your heart you start having butterflies start running up and down. Please, as much as possible, don't even know that you are not going to. Um, there's this thing, this saying that whatever you will not eat, don't even bring it close to your nose. If you feel this is not going to work, this person you is not going to be. Mm-hmm. Is not a believer? You, you know this is not a believer. Please don't even try try considering. Don't go close, and be patient. And like I said, I said something earlier when I was talking about being single, mm-hmm. that nobody is going to complete you except God. And um, value yourself. Mm-hmm. Place a value on yourself. You are worth waiting for. Always remember that. So if, if uh, there's this um, that uh, there's this saying about ladies that you have a time you blows on and all. Guys, you just they will like the only people you are just seeing them. All of them are just coming at you all of a sudden. That's the time to be calm first. Okay. Be yeah. patient. Yeah. And then take your time to pray and you know study and know that. And like I said, a mentor that will put you through and talk to you at every point in time. Mm, yeah. Thank you. You know that thing you said about um being sure you don't do such things that send out mixed signals. For instance, I don't have any business going out with a guy that's I mean I'm not in a relationship with because it's easy. As you mean you're a brother or there's this brother that is considering you and he keeps seeing you with this person, you know, I mean, you're just, it's nothing, oh, you know, it's nothing, oh, but the brother does not know. I mean, the one that is considering you, you know, so you wouldn't want, and that was one thing that I, one other issue I had with this particular, you know, guy that I said I had <coughs> at the point you'd be like, I've been asking you to go out with me. I'll be like, to go out and do what? He says to eat out. I said for what? Just to eat. I, said, I don't just go out and eat like that. There I has don't to this one. We choke my choke. <laughs> yes, you're 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 literally spoiling your market. Let me put it that way. Exactly. Now, a woman may see you and may want to refer you to her godly son. He might just be the right person for you. Oh, but she keeps seeing you with this other young man, and she's not just sure. You know. So there are yeah. some things that we do that send out it's signals. Not, it's not binding with your receptor site. Oh I'm yeah. Oh, no no no. You, you're not ready for that exactly. So let's try to avoid anything that will give you signals. You know that will just not be so clear. You know. Let's try and, and avoid all those things. So another question. Someone. Says, Sorry. Before you move on. Um, 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 before you move on. Yeah. See one thing. Another thing about this is. When you are saying no to this person, please mm-hmm. be firm with your no. Mm-hmm. Not a no, maybe no, less no. Please, ladies, let us be firm. When yeah. we are saying no, yeah. your no should be That's no. True. That's true. Yeah, definitely. For me, for instance, I had to stop taking rides from the guy. He would usually give me rides and all that. I spoke with one of my mentors about it, and he said, see, mentors, may God bless all of us with good mentors. mentors they will help our lives. This particular mentor of mine, he was in Kenya at that time, and I called him, and he asked me, oh, how are you? How is everything? He's that kind of person that when he calls, he usually will ask you about it. So he asked me, what of your relationship? What is happening there? <laughs> that's yeah, that's it. He said, did you say the border is not born again? 
I said, yes, and he said, ah, Linda, there are many sisters mistake. that can marry unbelievers and will survive, but not you. He said, if you do it, you will lose weight. And when he said that, I calculated, it just hit me that the weight I will lose is not just physical weight, but spiritual weight. And he mm. made it spiritual weight. I will never forget. He said, that brother's hands are not strong enough to carry the weight of your destiny. It hit me. No, mm. I mean, mm. this was a word from a mentor. You can imagine someone that believed in me that much and was probably seeing something that I might not even have seen or I had forgotten at that point. It yeah. took that man yeah. to like bring me and wake me up. So he said, don't even, it was more like an instruction. Like, don't even try it, except you're not interested, you know, yeah. with everything. Mentors, very, very important. And permit me, I remember that scripture, you know, in Gen, in, in Exodus, when um issued the decree that every male child should be um killed and all that. Bible said that Jacobed, the mother of Moses, did not give him up to be killed, just like every other Hebrew woman. And the Bible said something. She said, For she had and that um Jacobed saw that the child was a goodly child. The key word there for me mm. so she had eyes that could see. So I think sometimes for us the issue is what have you seen about your destiny? There are some things yeah. you would have understood about where God is taking you to. Some people come, you know they are not prayer points. There's nothing to pray you about. Can't. The answer is no, before you have even come. Do you understand? In fact, for me, <laughs> yeah. yes, for me, it got to the point where yeah. before you have asked the question, I've started reading your body language and I know where you're going. So the question, I've told myself, he's going to ask this question. And you so answer There's already an answer. Exactly. Do you understand? So have you had, yeah. has, has your eyes been able to catch and behold whatever it is that God has promised you. If it yeah. has, and if it is really dear to you, if you don't take the what God has given to you for granted, if you take it there and see it as a privilege and an honor, you will know that you can't just hand over your destiny yeah. and the matters concerning really. your purpose and your future to anybody. Praise God. Um, let's move on. Hallelujah. One more question. Um, someone says, how would you really hear God before getting into a relationship? Thank you. I'm sorry? How would you hear God? How do you hear God before getting into a relationship? This is a, a best-selling question it always comes up every time i, I can always, always guarantee that yeah. because I, I will start by saying do you hear god at all now not only for your relationship mm-hmm. you need to have you need that relationship with god so that you have gotten to the level that you hear him in every little bit of your life every detail of your life what should you wear i'm sorry i'm sure i say this i feel like hey, it's your clothes Yes. <laughs> you too, and like I said, you can't, you, you, you've not had faith or you've not had God for go and pray for a headache. You want to pray for cancer to go. Right. No. Right. You need to build that relationship. It's like right. when a father, if my son should come into this room now and there are 10 children and Aluwa should talk, and we know this is an Aluwa talking. Uh-huh. Or if Aluwa should be sleeping and Maybe 10 women enter into this room. Linda, all of us, you come into the room mm-hmm. and you are talking, saying, Aralu, Aralu, I'll be able to pick that this is my mother talking. Yeah. And this is one auntie somewhere else talking. Mm. And that is the relationship with us and our father. God. When we have developed to that point of view, you've been hearing God in some other things. You will not make that mistake when it comes to your relationship. Because mm-hmm. most times, some of us just want to hear God once in our, when it's time for relationship. But in every other activity, our daily activity, how do we relate to our father? Have you developed that relationship with him? That you talk to him? Mm. That you want to even take a bus and say, oh, mm. is this bus okay for me to take? You know, those simple, simple things of life. Hallelujah. Because those are the way you learn to sharpen your ears to hear God. You don't just start from relationship. This has to do with your destiny, your life. 
you don't just start from there. You, it's a relationship. It's a continuous thing. So when it's time for relationship, it won't be. It won't come in any different form of oh, my daughter. No. How has God been talking to you? How have you been, you know, hearing it in the past? The same way you hear it when it's time for a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, not a special moment mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. But that's where you have been hearing the father. So you need to develop a relationship with the father so that you know when he's the one calling you. You know, that when the, the sheep, the shepherd, when the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd, you will hear the shepherd. So, Ma, someone is asking, is it okay for the brother she is in a relationship with to ask if she's a virgin? She said, is it okay for him to ask if I am a virgin? If the brother should ask the sister if she's a virgin or not. Yes, uh, that's the question. Okay, I'll okay. say there's nothing wrong in you asking if she's a virgin or not. But <clears throat> why are you asking if she's a virgin or not? Is it to take advantage of her if she's not? Or to just feel, okay, you rest assured, you can trust her mm. or what? Mm. Or you want to know if she has changed or not? I'm not saying it's wrong to ask, like we said, discuss, be open to each other. But that should not be the basis of your relationship or you start building it and say, oh, she's a virgin of a virgin, virgin, virgin. No, please. <laughs> I'm not saying don't ask, don't get it twisted. But why, what is the reason why, what's your reason for asking? Yes, I'm sure sometimes, somehow in your, in the course of your relationship, that will come out. That discussion is still surface. Yeah. But don't be that you want to go after, I am a virgin. No, don't. Because someone, if you really talk and you are open with each other, you have a lot of things to discuss, someone to come out of your relationship, you will know. Right. Even if you don't mm-hmm. ask, you will know. Yeah. So don't be after, I want to, why do you want to know if she's a virgin? Yeah, really, for me, issues like this are sorted out during marriage counseling. So, yeah, all those questions, you know, the pastor, in the presence you of the pastor, yeah, it just gets to be sorted out. So someone is saying, I'm in a relationship for the first time after 23, so I guess it's 23 years. And I love the drive for God and how we try to study God's word. Um, The brother was able to tell me about the call of God in his life. Ma, how do I know if I can fit in? Because... It prevented me from saying a yes earlier, which I told him I will, which I told him was my fear due to this. I don't. I think she's she's afraid of being a pastor's wife or something. That maybe person has a ministry. Yes, the girl has a ministry, and she's afraid of being a So she's afraid of being a pastor's wife. Was the word for such a sister as this? Thank you. What is the call of God upon your life? Due to this, what I has don't. God called you to she do? said, I don't even know if I can be a pastor's wife. What can I do? What do I do? Thank you. What has God called you to do? What is your own assignment in life? Don't, don't leave your own assignment. Yeah. Mm. What has God called you to do? What is that destiny you are fulfilling? That mm-hmm. purpose you are fulfilling in the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. If you feel this is not what God has called you into, I once had a pastor that his wife, mm. I don't know, it took God's intervention for her to really be in that position of a pastor's wife. Okay. You know, she struggled initially. God now had to talk to her that I will, if you frustrate my servant again, I will kill you and replace you with someone that you look. Hey, it was that bad. Okay. She okay. had to sit up. The day she told me she was shaking. She had to sit up and say, God, give me the grace. I am here already. Maybe when they set out to marry, he was not a pastor or something. Do you get? And I love that. But you already know right from time. Do you think, if you know you cannot fit into that 
you know, that position. Mm-hmm. And you know you have not been taught to do that. Please mm-hmm. don't go and force yourself because mm-hmm. of the fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. What is your own assignment and your own purpose in life? Don't neglect that. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be able to complement each other and help each other's vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, your vision will align mm-hmm. to, to advance the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Not that you now start struggling in marriage. It's time for pastor's wife's meeting. Oh, they started again. It's time for this. Oh, you know, you are not now happy. You are enduring it. Mm-hmm. Please don't, don't put yourself in that situation. But if you are afraid and you have peace in your mind, in your heart, please feel free. Thank you. Yeah, really. We just have about 15 more minutes, roughly 15, 14 Ooh. minutes. So we'll try to rush and take as much questions as possible. Yeah, okay. so thank you for saying that. I usually say, as I learned, purpose before proposal, whether you're the brother or the sister. If you're the brother, understand your purpose before proposing so that you know the right person that will fit into the call of God upon your yes. life. And as a sister, understand your own purpose too purpose. because you will go, yes. you will say yes to before you know you can get married. Thank you. So someone is asking, is it compulsory to hear from God before getting into a relationship? Another person selling question there thank you i think uh, is it compulsory to hear from, hear god from god before getting into a relationship now when we are saying hearing from god probably mm-hmm. you are not getting the hearing from god doesn't have to be that voice that comes and shouts and, yeah no. yeah it might be in the place of studying the word sure. and it drops in the, you know there's a revelation that comes and you know this is for this purpose I don't know if you get, maybe I'm not putting it right in the right way, but there's a, there's a way, they, either you're studying or you're praying about it and you're doing drugs, and this person comes. You know, there are some people that when they come to talk to you, even with their language, they are talking, your spirit is already saying no to this person. Sorry. Even if the person is a brother. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you are sense, that much sensitive in your spirit to know that not this person. Mm-hmm. And not because you are being selective or you mm-hmm. have those criteria of yes, mm-hmm. like tall brother, and some no, not because of that. But because your spirit is, is already disagreeing, you are not aligned in purpose. And right. remember, before you even say yes to anybody, you have built a friendship. Mm-hmm. You are not just saying yes to anybody that you are just seeing on the street, on the street of the world. So you have studied this idea. You have an idea of who this person is before coming to meet you. Mm-hmm. If it's a stranger that is just walking on the road and just comes here, you know definitely this person, even if it's be you, we still need to build that friendship first. Mm-hmm. Do you get? Mm-hmm. So it's either in the, different ways. You can, you can hear God in different dimensions mm. in different ways mm. and you are studying the word praying even talking conversation with someone mm. god can talk to you mm, reading yeah. books listening to your pastor any how just to make sure you are sensitive and you are in in your spirit yeah yeah really thank you i know for me really what the, the baseline basic thing i'm just getting from all this is just Hold on to your relationship with God. It's what will sort everything out. Because once that one is... I, 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 I really believe that as God's children that we are, our marital futures and destinies are more important to God than, you know, they are to us. Because for us, marriage... Yeah. I, I, there's this understanding that I got that has really helped me. You know, um, my purpose, my destiny, my future, whatever you want to call it, our purpose is bigger than marriage. But marriage is one of the means you know, a tool that will be instrumental in helping us 
to fulfill that purpose. Now, if God is, if my purpose is bigger than my marriage, that means God will even make sure that that little sub, um, subsection, if, I, if I'm putting it rightly, should be taken care of in ensuring that he gives me the right person. So I think we should just very much focus on tightening our relationships with God and ensuring that God keeps us strong. And someone has asked, is asking a question that I think the answer has already been given. Yeah. But what if this person is not as spiritual as you are? Can you, <laughs> can you not help the person grow? Please. I don't know, but this is called missionary dating. You know, I think we've answered it before. If you understand what God has said, <laughs> you just call it? Missionary dating. Missionary you are dating yeah, to yeah, convert. Yeah. Come on. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay. convert. Yeah. Convert. Convert. Yeah. Yes. And some people use that <laughs> guy. You know, I actually almost did that too with this other young man I, you know, told you of now. I almost did that. <laughs> you know, God, Jesus also died for him now. Jesus also it's an error. He will go in and he will see the love of God and he no. will see the love of God and he will come to the love. No, you shall not be equally yoked or equally yoked. Yeah. It really doesn't work like that, you know. So I think um, mm-hmm. God is really good. Oh, someone is sharing a screen. Jennifer, can you sit down on your screen? So I really trust that God is going to help. Sorry? That ah. Someone is sharing her screen. Someone is sharing her screen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about yes. that. Yes. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay, Jennifer. So no, it's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we're about we Linda. Are, I didn't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, Hello? I can. Yeah. Although I was just talking yes, about I can. Um, how that we should be in, we should be careful about the whole concept of mission. Yeah. Don't date with the aim of conversion. There is actually no guarantee that this person will change. Come on, you're not the no Holy Spirit. The Lord has been speaking to this person since and he has not changed. Is it the one you're going to say that will make the person to change? This particular young man I told you about, for instance, yeah. he loved that I could pray, and but he did not want to be part of any of it. For instance, I know I was discussing with him one day and I said, you know, I like the idea of I see myself as someone that when I marry, I open my house to have Bible study and fellowships in my house. What do you have to say about that? He said, that is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Matters of the church in the church. And when you come to your home, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, do you know that's a red, red flag? It has been. It cannot work. Do you understand? Yes. So this person, there's just no point, really. I just trust that God is going to give us the grace and will strengthen us. There's something I learned from the Shrasman. He said, yeah. that thing you think you're losing, there's in the in the in the system that is provided for us within the kingdom of God, there is actually nothing that is lost. Anything that you give up, you find out that it goes into your future and is waiting for you there in a greater dimension. And that's why he said, if a cone of a cone of wheat um, abides alone, except yeah. it falls to the ground. So that thing you let go of and you let it to die, and it's like you're forgetting about it. By the time you see what it turns into, you will be glad you did let go of it, really. And the um, Bible says that He has not called yeah. God has not called the descendants of Jacob to sit in his name. See, God is not calling you to use you and then dump you and leave you without sorting you out in this issue. So I really trust that God is going to help us to build our trust and believing in Him. Someone is asking, what is your advice for classmates being in a relationship and staying in the same hostel? Classmates in a relationship in the same Sorry, hostel. Sorry, Linda. Someone is asking, what, is your, what is your advice for classmates who are in a relationship and are also in the same hostel? Classmates in a relationship in the same hostel. In classmates, there's nothing wrong with that. I have they are in, the, in a relationship and they're in the same hostel. I think it's still about boundaries, having to maintain... So when they mean same hostel, is it same room? It shouldn't be the same room. Male and female wouldn't it's share the same, same hostel. Yes, I know some schools like my but school. The hostel, my final year hostel. hostel. Yes, my final year hostel. Both male and female. Mm, in my school, for instance, my final. In then fact, you have something. to. That means this time around, you have to make conscious efforts. 
not to you know let let don't don't put yourself in compromising situations. Even if you are going to visit, let the roommates be around. You all dress and you go to your room. You know, don't start hiding and start looking for private moments. Go and walk away or something. No, please as much as possible. There's nothing wrong with classmate. I have classmate. My, I have a friend, a very close friend of mine. He said the CMD. I think as much as I she said, and we are classmates. And they are both married to David. I think they are married mm-hmm. for like five years now. So they are doing very well. That mm-hmm. For classmates, I don't have issues with that. But you have to be conscious. You have to have accountability partners. You have to have friends. Like for me, we were clique of friends. So okay. all of us were praying together. We were praying partners. So okay. you can't, I know, you know, there's some things that they want to go out. You can't, they won't be able to do them because they already have people. They surrounded themselves with a cloud of witnesses. I can help them to, if you know you are staying too long in that room, half hour, yeah, guy, no, go to, no, go our room. If it's the lady, mm. you go to your room. Uh, but don't start this. There's this thing we try to do because you now live in the same hostel. I don't like it personally. Fuller mm-hmm. ministry. Uh-huh. Don't start behaving like you are a wife already living yeah. in the same area. No, you are not yet married to him. Mm. So don't behave like a wife to him. <laughs> you are in a relationship. So maintain that boundary still, mm. please. Mm. Thank, Thank you. Now, someone is asking how to know when you found the right person to get into a relationship with. We are coming session. Did you hear me? We have talked about this. Okay. Yeah, someone is asking how you find the right. You know, this is the right person yes. when you see the person. I think yes. we have talked about it. Mm-hmm. I think we have talked about it okay. because of time. If you have more questions, if not, I can. Um, we have talked that. about it. Your really see the basic for this thing. There's no other and fast through to this. The no person, not knowing person, mm. for your relationship with God, that mm. you know that sensitivity, your spirit, and remember what is it that God has called you to be in life, your purpose, mm. your you know, your just that which God has called you to do or to be. Mm. We really go a long way in uh, who you say yes to. Mm. In who this is this person going to? Are you is your understand your like you know I said it earlier on that know your purpose, know yourself, be invest in yourself first mm-hmm. before saying you want to go and say yes to anybody Somebody. because you'll be a liability. Mm-hmm. You will be confused in the middle of the thing because you, even if the guy now says, oh, it's time for us to go and you want to trade profession, okay, let's do it because you don't have a plan. You don't have what you want to do with your own life. Hallelujah. You get so invest in yourself and be a old first. You want so that when you find your one, you become one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Amen. Okay, I think um, that should bring us to the last part. Um, someone says, is it finally, this is the right question I'm taking, um, Bamidili's question. Is it all right to tell your partner, sweet, (laughs) what <laughs> you <are> so... <laughs> Thank you. Only if you ask me, I'm very like I said, I'm very old school. Mm. I'm very old school. Mm. Who's that? Mm. Ah, NTA News. I'm very old school. I'm not. I'm not so romantic. There's nothing wrong in you, you know, appreciating. I I never did all those. I don't know. It's like saying you have it. You have dove eyes, you know. Telling the person, your eyes are like, you know. 
it's okay, but be careful of the words you say that we arouse him or cause mm-hmm. trouble. Mm-hmm. You know? It's okay to appreciate, to thank God for meeting this person. Maybe for me, I was more like, oh, thank God for your life, you know, in spiritual system. Mm-hmm. But I think you want to do, you have to be conscious of what you are saying. Don't go and put words that will arouse, start you know, arousing the flesh and start thinking, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and go further from here and start assuming. It's, so you have to be let there be moderation yeah, as well. Let you. there be moderation Hallelujah. in this yeah. being poetic yeah. and all the Lord that you are saying to the brother or to the sister. So you don't start dreaming, seeing butterflies and all and flying around your tongue. Uh, I want to I want to indulge someone. She's asking, she knows it's wrong to have sex before marriage and then the guy doesn't mind. He doesn't see anything wrong with it. However, because the lady is not interested, he wouldn't bother her. You know, so what would you say about getting into a relationship or being in Sorry, a relationship? The guy is in a relationship. The the lady, a sister is talking, is in a relationship with a brother. The sister believes mm-hmm. in purity, sexual purity. The brother does not mm-hmm. think he's a big deal. He's indifferent about it. If you're fine with having sex, no problem. If you're not fine, no problem. So since the sister is on the conservative side and would rather keep pure till marriage, the brother would not bother her. But he is of the opinion that it really doesn't matter. So what do you think about being with such a person? Thank you. That kind of rebuttal. And then you find yourself in the same room with him. <laughs> he will have an opinion. Oh, mm, oh, that, he will have a stand. Yeah, he will. I'm sorry. Mm. Permit me to say this. For men, sex is like food. Okay. This is not a marriage seminar, so I can't be saying something. Okay. But just take it like that. And for them, it's like... Mm. it's like a food, it's a survivor kind of, so the day you find yourself in the room with that brother that probably early in the morning when he's aroused or something is we take it, if we take that stand that day, mm. there's nothing like sitting on the fence if you are not hot or cold, Lord says I will spill you out of my mouth mm. Mm. he can't be on the fence he has to take a stand, don't say because the sister is saying this when he gets to a point, he will take a stand and you will be confused, you will be like is this coming from this brother? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you have to both agree. If you cannot agree and stand and say uh-huh. no sex until marriage. You know, there are some things about our word. It takes root in our heart. That's true. That's true. Mm. If you are not that's taking amazing. a stand or a word that will take root in your heart, mm. I am sorry. Mm. Please, don't make that mistake. Don't assume for the brother. One day, the guys in his hostel will just talk something, something, or so you watch one pornography or something, something just happen, and you find yourself there, and you're like, you will be shocked. So please, don't, don't, you need to both take a stand. It's an agreement. It's an agreement. Really, thank you, man. I think for me, what that points out is that the person just does not have the fear of God. You just, you know, found out in a, in a stylish way. I mean, because if you honor the word of God, you know your opinion does not matter. What matters is what does the word of God say? And the word of God says it is the same. So this is not one of those things you should be indifferent about. And you will do yourself a favor by marrying someone who fears God. Because there are days when chemistry and all those butterflies in the stomach will not be there. So the only thing that will keep that marriage is that this person fears God and honors the word of God. That is why he will not beat you when you provoke him. That is why he will not just walk away on you mm. and your children because he honors the word of God and what God has to say concerning marriage. This brings us to the end of this session. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. And someone is asking, what about Thank age? You. Age is not a problem. I think the issue is maturity. Yeah. So, my age is not a problem. 
Yeah, age is not a problem. It's, it's maturity. Whoever is older, it doesn't matter. Sorry, I know someone private chat. Someone sent me. A, okay, okay. There's no problem with that. Mm, mm, with the age. Mm. Someone asked me earlier on my number. Let me just call it now. Cause yes, it, thank you. Um, mm. I couldn't reply the person. Zero eight zero two nine three zero two nine three four. 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34 29-30-29-34-29-30-29-34-29-30-29-34-29-30-29-34-29-30-29-34-29-30-